Buenos Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Halyujuku, a podcast about East Asian pop culture and the things going on in and around it. Uh, I'm Petey Rave, here with you, and here with me is my tag team partner, my partner in crime, my right hand man to my left hand side, Brandon Cooper, aka King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? What is up? I just want to announce here and now that in uh, five to ten years I will be retiring, much like Jay Park. (laughs) (laughs) Give or take. Give or take. Yes. Uh, Depends on what that Rock Nation contract says. Yes, yes. Um, We're here to talk about East Asian pop culture uh, like we do uh, on an intermittent basis. we're gonna talk about what's new. We're, we start off every show, every episode, talk about what's new, what's caught our attention since we last gathered. Cass, what's new? Mm-hmm. What, what's going on? Uh, the the newest thing is me and you fucking uh, following the hell out of out of CL on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've I've been following for a while. That. But yeah, no, 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 no. We've both been following her for a while, but she's just been posting more in the yes, in the, yes. <laughs> in, in the post realm of of things that have happened. But what PD actually meant was music. Um, so I want to introduce you. I, I'm not sure if you heard of them, but this is a new boy group. I think they're on SM. Yes, uh, called Wavy V. Wavy. Um, so Wait. they, I think they've either put out two songs, a couple, I think something like that. Yeah, uh, but this is this is their song "Take Off," which is going to be on their first uh, mini album, which will also be named "Take Off." Um, and I'm I'm kind of feeling them. I I kind of like their vibe. Um, it's a it's a little. Um, it's kind of very similar to NCT, um, and, yeah. and very, very, very similar to like current EXO. So this yeah. is kind of just like the current SM sound. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I just there's something about these 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 gents that I like. Yeah, it's a really cool song. So yeah, I, I've been kind of like keeping an eye on they're they're technically connected to NCT in that they're the NCT China group, supposedly. Yeah. But like uh, the weirdness between uh, post Thad uh, with like Korean and you know Korean groups being in China, even if it's like tangentially connected to Korean groups, so they they wanted to kind of like not have that stigma, so they decided to give them their own unique non NCT name, even though they're technically part of NCT. I don't know, uh, but. <laughs> Uh, either way, it, yeah, it is. It is cool. It is it is well done. It is like uh, has a cool like style and swagger to it. Uh, it's has cool visuals too. It's uh, uh, I think it works overall. It's pretty solid. Uh, yeah, no, I I I, I just kind of went and listened to uh, like I think I listened to maybe two of their tracks that they have out so far. Um, and I just I, I like the very electronic hip hop vibe 
mm-hmm. with that with that pop mix that 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 K-pop ten, tends to put out sometimes, um, because this very much similarly similarly. Uh, reminded me of very early BTS, but BTS was was trending more hard hip hop, and then they kind of made their way towards this sound and kind of made this sound popular. Um, but but this is kind of a sound I enjoy. I I, I love up tempo boy group stuff. I love up tempo just any group, girl group, boy group, whatever. Um, but I love it with the kind of electronic hip hop sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it works really well on this. Yeah. Um, and, th- and there's some interesting breakdowns in this as well <laughs> that, like, span genres. There's kind of a, even a rock, like, breakdown um, yeah. in this that's interesting. I don't know if it just... F- it it kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Um, yeah. But... I, I think it's all interesting. I think it's a group to to kind of keep an eye on and and see what they they do uh, because yeah. we we don't we don't we we don't see these Chinese groups generally for too long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's it's hard to kind of bring C pop or the Chinese pop in music like it's it's the People's Republic pop. <laughs> uh, it's. It's, I don't know. It, it, it's still. I think it's still growing. Apparently, uh, from what I can tell, yeah. it's not really f- establishing a solid. It's establishing like a, a like a solid scene or so. You know, something like that or an industry. Like, uh, it, it's still kind of in a building process, from what I can tell from intermittent observation and from comments here and there on 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 the internet. Uh, yeah, for all that matters, because <laughs> we are we are very much watching from afar. <laughs> yeah, from what um, we, and and in in small spurts. Yeah. Um. All right. So this one is is going to be a surprise for some of you that follow, because you know I I don't always talk about girl groups, but for those of you who do follow, no, I love me some Red Velvet. Um, I know this track, uh, even for Petey, has has kind of been uh hit or miss um and has been for some other people online as well when i went and looked but i like red velvet and this song uh sim salabim is is i i it reminds me a little bit in some of its sound of ice cream cake and we know how many times i i i think i have like almost a hundred views on ice cream cake by myself because <laughs> yeah. uh, i love that song so much yeah. um if I think one of the, the things that it reminds me of conceptually is I got a boy, my girl's generation, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, like that, said, that very beginning is very like reminiscent of that. Also, the fact that there's like 14 different songs in this one song, uh, <laughs> and they don't quite fit. Uh, at least I I don't. I, I, it's very hit and miss. I think it's a big miss for me. Uh, it's not. It doesn't go anywhere, and it, it's kind of it doesn't land anywhere that where it where it hooks me. Like it, it seems frenetic in a way that doesn't that is hard to follow, but it, and it never kind of finds a good place. A, 
It just, at least I, uh, that's how I feel like it. It just, uh, the, you know, the hook is all right, but it's kind of disjointed from the rest of the song. It doesn't quite hook. Um, and, and the verses are okay, but it just, it gets lost a little bit. And I, I'm almost having a lot more fun, uh, having this play, uh, in front of me without sound than I did while I was listening to the song. <laughs> because like, if I want to, if I would say the big positives of, of the, of this is that the video is cool and the, the, and you know, the visual style is nice, but that's always the case with Red Velvet. Just in general, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It, it, it's it's not one that I'm gonna I'm gonna put on all that much on my playlist. Like, uh, it, it's one of the few misses for me, at least as far as from Red Velvet. All right. I mean, I think that's fair. I, I, like I said, I don't think it's kind of the standard of what I would go to if I wanted to try to make somebody a Red Velvet fan. Um, I think there's better tracks for that. Uh, but I think if you're kind of already into Red Velvet, you might like this. So it it it, it definitely does have its flaws, so it kind of lives and breathes there. Yeah. So it is what it is. Um, they can't all be hits. Speaking of hits... Oh, <laughs> um, no. Uh, we got G-Friend, uh, Fever. Fever. I, I like this. It, it's kind of a slower song, which, yeah. which, which G-Friend kind of is their thing. Um, like mid-tempo, mid to upper tempo kind of thing. Yeah. It's very visual, um, which is also a G-Friend thing. <laughs> yeah. um, they're very visual. They're very, like... We're pretty, um, which isn't a bad thing. I'm just, I'm just trying to trying to find where where I fit in with this song and like where what my feelings are about this song. I think I like it. I'm I'm like literally not sure. I'm I'm riding the fence really hard on this song. Um, there are things about it that I like. I I love their vocals. Um, their harmonization is always really good. Uh, I also get that feeling from this song that I think you got from the Red Velvet song, where I just feel like the song doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I think it's it's structurally a little bit more cohesive, but yeah, like it it it's nice. Uh, the music is nice. The the their singing is really good. Uh, the kind of the visual elements obviously are, are great. They're all attractive human beings, uh, mm-hmm. and the and you get the of the kind of glimpses into a really nice like choreography which is kind of the other big element so i'm 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 looking forward to maybe uh checking them out when they i'm checking out a couple of music show performances just to see the whole choreo uh it, or like the dance practice or whatever um yeah. i think do you, wanna, do you um do you want to buy a hyundai now though <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh, you know uh i do <laughs> I did, uh, oddly enough, it makes you think of the fact that I just recently rented on YouTube and watched, uh, even though I could probably just order the, uh, DVD on Amazon Prime or whatever, uh, of Josie and the Pussycats, which I think mm-hmm. is still a really fun movie and really fantastic, but it's like that, like, 
like watching the listening to music and like uh, that scene where they uh they first get introduced into that big thing that p- puts in the spoiler alert subliminal advertising in the music and it's like they play the song it's like oh here it is all mixed together and it's like and melody is like i want a big mac <laughs> it's like <you're laughs> vegetarian i don't know i just want one <laughs> it's like it's like i want a hyundai <laughs> uh but yeah i think it's 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 a it's a, it's a good song i think and it's a solid mm-hmm. addition to their repertoire and i like that visually and like stylistically they're maturing in a couple of different ways uh it, it, it really nicely um you know it's a it's a it's another one where the hook is a musical drop an instrumental drop rather than like a you know a, a melodic hook or you know rather like a lyrical hook uh so go in that with go with it and to go into that with that expectation and uh, and how you feel about that wherever that you know whatever that leads you uh so but i think it's solid it's good yeah i agree yes all right all right so uh my stuff uh yeah what you got uh, yeah uh what's new what's new uh you know a couple of like a couple of really cool songs a couple of interesting things uh so first of all we got a new song from uh another you know another outs like up like growing girl group that we talked about at least a few times uh basically talked about every every one of their comebacks um g idol or just idol mm-hmm. uh are back with uh a new song called uh-oh and this time kind of like more going into a hip-hop sound uh which kind of really makes sense uh for you know kind of that build being built around the free agent uh rapper that they signed in soyan uh and i think really really pulling out their chola in this yes <laughs> uh I, I i find it fa- so so musically the song is nice i think that the they they definitely elevate which is what is all what is kind of a pretty okay a song uh with their performance it's kind of it's more vibe than it is a i think the vibe is what carries it more than necessarily the song does uh the fact that mm-hmm. they're kind of like going for this like uh, it's very much like a, a throwback boom bap like uh, hip hop style, uh, and in that part works well. Uh, it's fun. Uh, the video is fun. It's like they're <laughs> they're in front of they just decided to st- like set up in front of this random like uh, bodega or something or bail. Bo- I think it's a bodega. There's, there's. It's, sign- a, it's, it's a, it's a bodega with a bunch of bell bond signs out of it, outside yeah, of it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like I wonder where did they go for this? It's like, um, and then like a bunch of the signs are up there, and I'm like, are, are people going to start calling these numbers? And I'm like, <laughs> like, like, yo, if you're in the, I, I presumably L.A. area, because uh, that's so they're definitely not Texas, and it's definitely not New York. Uh, so it's like, uh. And those are the three places you would are likely gonna fly direct to from uh, Korea. Uh, 
So if you're in the area, area, you know who you can go to for a body piercing uh, or a bail bond or a party <laughs> bus rental or somebody to buy gold from, from you uh, or a quick ATM. Uh, <laughs> so just call those numbers in this video. Um <laughs> That means it's it's a it's a fun song. I think it's uh it's a solid addition to their like discography. I don't know if it's like mm -hmm. their best song. I think it's still it's still they still set a high bar with their first two songs, and I think they're still kind of like not quite. They haven't quite surpassed the bar that they set with those. But yeah, this is solid. It works. Uh, I don't know. What, what did you think? No, I, I, I kind of have the same feel. Like, I, I, the the vibe of the video is still weird to me because it's just very like, it's very LA culture. Like, it's very, it's very like Latino LA like, like cultural, like styled, um, in their in their clothing and stuff like that. So it was just, it just kind of struck me as odd for a second. But I, I think it's pretty cool. Also, uh, I also appreciate. I don't know if it's intentional, but somebody pointed out that uh, that the scene in which she, uh, in which Soyeon wraps into a microphone hanging uh, while it's while the whole thing is on fire, it's on fire, might be a reference to an Eric B and Rakim video, <laughs> an actual old Eric B and Rakim video. Uh, oh, which I'm trying to. I'm, I, I I saw it somewhere on Reddit, uh, like. Uh, King, phone. Um, when might be microphone fiend. Uh, might be microphone fiend. Yeah, it might be like something like uh, let's see, or one of those. It was it was something or, like that. Or like the L O Cool J, like rock, rock the bells. I I don't see now. You're testing my hip hop knowledge, and you're all right. We can't do that because my hip hop knowledge is bad right now. Don't. <laughs> um, it's like somebody presenting your SATs to me all of a sudden. Like what? <laughs> no, I'm not ready. No, uh, I I left New York. Like, <laughs> um, but uh. But yeah, I think overall it's really good. Uh, it's a it's a good song, but uh, yeah. I I think it's a solid song. It's not, definitely not not bad, but I think it, mm -hmm. it's kind of few box center. Um, moving forward, uh, another track, uh, kind of a solo track, kind of a solo debut that I think a lot of people weren't necessarily expecting. Uh, which is Sully, she formerly of FX. Um, the kind of like what people it came as a surprise because most people assume that she left FX to just leave uh, music. It's just general kind of focus on acting and and all the other stuff. Um, but she, you know, she was she now has a her solo debut, uh, which is a new single called Goblin, uh, or Goblin, uh, actually in Korean, and it's interesting it's it, like the video is really interesting the very, the very artsy very like very much influenced by like all these indie artists and like uh i think it works well i think it works really well for her voice 
Uh, it's very much like her speaking to like her like career and people's perceptions on her and like her my state state of mind throughout her career. Um, and people kind of pointed out that like she it's like a whole video about like three different characters that she portrays and it's like uh there's like a dissociative disorder or something like that where it's basically just a some pointed out it's like okay her in her early days her throughout her career in fx and then her later on is like this darker persona and it's like that's nice uh it's it works well and i like the aesthetic too the this the song is nice and i think it's very fitting to her voice uh i think it it's it's cool. Yeah, it, it's very. It's definitely very, like an avenue of showing her voice, because the beat kind of tends to, um, tends to like tear her off in in parts where she's really singing, or or where she's saying things or stuff like that. Like it, it, it tends to kind of get out of her way, rather than trying to mix well. Um, so I think I, I, I do definitely find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think it's, it's a, it's a solid, uh, song and, and there's not much to say about it. I think you should, people should just go ahead and check it out. It's just a nice, solid, like, uh, you know, kind of like thoughtful song and it's a good solid, uh, solo debut and it, and it, it fits her voice really well. Um, so go ahead and check it out. Um, also Mm -hmm. I found it, I found the Reddit post. Uh, it was, uh, a reference to the video to, uh, when I be on the mic by just Rakim, uh, not Eric being Rakim, but just Rakim. Uh, okay. So, uh, at least that's where people, that's who the Reddit post pointed out. Uh, specifically it's the microphone hanging down and it's on fire. (laughs) Like, uh, and like kind of almost standing on a similar like set. Uh, so it, it's, a, I think it could be purposeful. And if it is, that's kind of dope. Uh, but yeah, um, moving on. Baby metal. This is, has a new track. They're kind of leading up to, uh, later on in a couple months, their, their new album, uh, which I'm looking forward to metal galaxy. So they came out with a new track, a new video as well for the song Papaya, uh, featuring uh, rapper F Hero, who I believe is, f- uh, I'm trying to, uh, I forget, I, I was, I had to remember where he was from, but he was, uh, he's Thai, oh, he's Thai, uh, he's a Thai rapper uh, guesting on the song, I don't know why, but it's interesting and it works well. Uh, but the song of Papaya. I mean, we all remember the very early, early days of baby metal, and they had that one hip hop track, and everyone lost their fucking minds. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was an odd moment, but it's just like this, this person from Thailand, like being the guest on this album, which is really interesting. Uh, hey, it's a, it's it's fun. It's heavy. Uh, it's 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 it has that nice bit of like. Uh, precision metal moments while also being kind of like this like this these growly metal moments and uh, of course has a ton of like their you know they're very baby metal-esque like solid choreography and they're 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 
the vocals are fantastic um yeah and sue metals is is fantastic singer she continues to be a fantastic singer um moa is fantastic in this as well uh it's very interesting They're, they're also the other thing that's worth pointing out is that they have they have somebody in place as the third as the third spot which uh which uh, we'll, we'll get into more but uh, but i think the main thing the song is really nice well, what do you think about the song no i i fucking love baby metal i don't i don't listen to them enough and i i feel like i need to go back through their fucking all their tracks at this point and, and albums and stuff like because every time i hear baby metal it makes me kind of want to go back and listen to like like death like like speed metal and death metal like but like it it's not going to be this <laughs> yeah. like there's just a special place for this and i think it's why everyone loves it it just works so well yeah. um which is why i like things like bandmade like bandmade also like they don't have the amount of accolade that baby metal does but i think bandmade is also a very good like in this kind of regard that like it just mixes so well to do the idol and metal thing yeah and i think it's 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 super solid um the other notable thing is that yes there's uh you know following yui metals there was a lot of word about like are they going to replace her are they going to do you know anything where they like build the group out more like in her absence or do other things they definitely in the video you can definitely see there are three people dancing on stage you know sue metal in the center with her microphone you fall down um and moa metal to her side with her you know her uh microphone her uh countryman mic and the third member uh and if i remember correctly this is uh kano fujihira uh she's a current member of sakura gakuen of course sakura gakuen gakuen is the group from which baby metal was spawned and she's there and and people were like looking at this video okay is she going to be the the new member it kind of makes sense but then there's also the fact that uh they played gas glastonbury uh the glastonbury music festival and there they had former morning musume member sayashi hiro or sayashi riho uh who has been performing with them as a dancer Obviously, they've actually been very much specifically dancers as, like, so that they could have the three-girl formation uh, Mm -hmm. as they've generally had before. Uh, Because if you can see in the video, uh, 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 Kano uh, does not have a microphone, does not have a countryman, even though she is kind of mouthing along with Moa. Uh, She's definitely not providing vocals there. And I have not looked at, well, at least I've not looked. Uh, let me see. Let me kind of take a peek at the performance from Glastonbury. But it doesn't appear like uh, Sayashi Riho has a microphone during their performances. Uh, I, I think she has one on. I don't know. It's I don't know if it's lip service or if she's actually because I you know it's it's kind of harder to no. to 
So I'm, I'm looking, uh, looking. Yeah, she doesn't have the 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 in when I'm looking at the video of uh, the. Okay, because uh, uh, I know that Kano definitely. I, I'm looking at her face. She doesn't have one on. Um, and then I'm looking at the performance, which I I, I guess I didn't link in the show notes, but I'm looking at from uh, Glastonbury, uh, which I'll, I'll link the. Oh, you're looking at the other one, yeah. Yeah, and and neither does say say she dijo. Uh, so for, and there's been some speculation of them just being like support dancers just to fill out that form, you know, just to be there, uh, or possibly, you know, as like an audition process for the choreography. Uh, I don't know. Cause it is a lot of things back and forth. Some people are also saying that they're possibly platooning, you know, <laughs> like old platoon, you know, baseball platoon style, uh, where it's it's a couple people kind of swapping in and out. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's it's hard to speculate because uh, it makes sense. Because if you think about like some again, not just dancing formation, but like certain songs are built around the were built around Moa and Yui kind of playing off of each other. In particular, "Give Me Chocolate" was is that the whole thing is that whole call and response between moa and yui and late and having to watch moa kind of like go back and forth and do the call and the response it's just weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> Always weird when it's very obviously kind of well, well what what do you what do you think is the most likely scenario out of all this i i think i think you I think you do the trial and error, and I think that is what they're doing. They're they're kind of trying more people in in different things to see how they fit, right? And then you 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 want to because they they do tour a lot, right? The the instant thing is to put somebody there that can learn the choreography first, right? Cool, you can learn the choreography. Um, be you know vocally other things can be handled later and then i think now as you go and as you get deeper you see who gels well right you see who gels well with with the other two and now you you have to start taking that time to see who can vocally match what you've been putting out with what yeah. you're going to continue to put out and i think that's perfectly fine with groups like this right like if if like people kind of come and go and it, it, it's kind of almost been the staple of idols and rock groups in, in throughout history to, yeah. to have members and, and lose members and people do, like shift and change and stuff like that. One of my, all the different variations of blink 182. And if they've ever heard of them as if they're all different bands, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> they go, uh... you know, blink 182. And they go, yeah. I'm like, you know, angels and airwaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that was uh, that was uh, Tom. That that first time we realized you know, that, that his Tom DeLonge's first exploration of being the weirdo alien guy, uh, mm-hmm. and then it all went down from there. Uh, yeah, I think we'll have to see. It's a definitely an interesting. Even between those two, like who they choose would be an interesting dynamic because we're going to talk about Sayesh Yudiho, who's herself 21 years old, an ex, uh, essentially an ex member of uh, a rotating idol group, uh, who's kind of like established herself for a little while. 
or do you go with like somebody somebody like Kano who is 14 years old a member of the Sakura Gakun uh what does that say and do you go for the super young person but then like it seems like it's like that that pro do you like cause yourself to seem like you're doing that same that process everyone assumes you're doing like the 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 process that people like you know like uh think of all the you know like even k-pop and j-pop girl groups do uh who know only a few do and like especially people that don't know j-pop will kind of be like oh who are they going to replace them with are they doing like menudo and uh are you going to do that perception or are you going to go with the establishment it, it's it's an interesting dynamic we'll, we'll have to see what they do if anything or if they're just gonna have the just the dancer let's we'll see um but yeah that's it for what's new uh other than uh, I, oh yeah i pulled up cl's instagram again <laughs> she still has that that pr the urban decay stuff which looks nice that campaign looks nice uh now we're gonna transition over to the headline segment so sit tight and join us on the flip side <laughs> Finally, have papers to ruffle. You doing fully work? <laughs> <laughs> all right, time for the news. Here's our. Uh, this is all blank sheets of paper from failed printing attempts. Uh, news that are happening. Uh, BTS maps. Uh, Map of the Soul Persona takes number one on mid 2019 list of top physical album sales in the United States. Which is an impressive sentence mm -hmm. and if, until you stop to think about uh, selling a lot of physical albums in the United States. But still, it's still impressive. Uh, BTS's Map of the Souls Persona is the highest selling physical album in the United States for 2019 so far. In June, on June 27th local time, uh, Nielsen Music released this mid-year report for 2019, which is based on the tracking period from January 4th to June 20th. Um, BTS Master of the Soul takes number one and lists the top 10 physical music, physical albums in the United States on the Media Report with 312,000 units sold. The group's latest mini album also comes number four in the ranking of top 10 albums with 343,000 sales. It's charged based on physical and digital sales, album, not overall equivalent. Uh, so, like, you know, the top 10 physical albums right up there, they beat the Jonas Brothers by, by a, a slim margin. Only about four grand, mm -hmm. four thousand. Well, I mean, I mean, so so, which is nice. Let's look at that that top five physical album, right, and kind of break down why I think it works this way. So we we've talked about why why, um, idol albums are a better bang for your buck, like at length on this show many many a times. Uh, PD, hopefully not falling out of his chair, is going to grab one as a visual. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So the 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 kind of the key factor is presentation in in um, idol idol merchandising, especially of the album. 
right? You you get your you get some kind of reward and prize within this thing that is not just an album, right? It's not just the the physical CD, right? Because literally Americans are just talking about the physical CD. You're going to get a picture book, you're going to get all this stuff that that Poster, feeds yeah. it. <laughs> That feeds into the fandom of of um feeds into you being a fan of this group, right? It it's giving you more bang for your buck um to to add to your fandom of that. And then the other things that are on here, right, are are things that are grabbing people's attention. Right. So obviously the four and five Right. The four and five are soundtracks, right? Soundtracks tend to always sell relatively well because you don't always get to hear the depth of a soundtrack when you're watching a movie. And and there are things in a soundtrack that you, you kind of want to hear. So Queen and, and A Star is Born um, or Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie. Um, those are where those are on there. And then the other ones are are nostalgia right two and three are nostalgia the jonas brothers have brought back a sense of nostalgia for for a bunch of people and the backstreet boys bringing back a bunch of nostalgia for a bunch of people um that single that came out with was really solid too who the backstreet boys or or jonas brothers yeah yeah no i think so too um and then the rest is just is just you know, popular at the moment, like Billie Eilish is really popular at the yeah. moment. Um, Vampire Weekend is always just kind of a popular group due to the uh, the amount that they tour and yeah. kind of how well their songs are put together. Yeah. Um, but but the thing with 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 BTS and I think the thing that is going to continue to be a trend going forward with more K-pop being released more physical K-pop being actually released in America where you can physically buy it is the fact that, that you are getting more bang for your buck. You are getting more things in, in supporting the fandom in that way, other than just listening to things on Spotify or on YouTube or on iTunes or on Google play or, or buying it there. Right. You, you feel like the dollar that you spent extra to do those, to, to buy a physical copy of something is actually worth it. Um, like I said, I said, (laughs) this is funny enough. I had to send P I sent PD a picture today, uh, because I was working in, in our music section in the, in, in the IRL retail store that I work in and how much more the, the K-pop is presented, not because I worked there and I did it that way, but because they don't fit with the regular CDs. The regular CDs is just a, (laughs) a a defined shaped square. It's a jewel case. They're up here. Like you can see that you can see that's all CDs and they're all the same shape. Whereas and, and like they look here. the same and they're very uniform and they're very sterile, right? Like like the jewel case thing of, of a CD is very sterile, but you look at at idle CDs and they're these big rectangles, they're colorful, they're they're eye-popping. Like the NCT one is like draws your eye in. The NCT 127 um, thing draws your eye in because it's super bright it's super colorful it's super shiny um 
and it just grabs you. So shiny is over here somewhere. Um, but it just it just it just grabs your eye and it grabs your attention. Uh, yeah, and even that's, even when they're uniformed the like the Mama Moo CDs, that they're they're still mm-hmm. like a nice design. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Who, um, was it the record? I think a record record. Somebody I was having a conversation with, where I brought up a, a thought that I've been having, where like uh, people want to say physical media is dead, where mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a wrong way to put that sentence. Uh, I mean, we we may have stopped selling CDs over you know, at the at the place I work, uh, but we still sell movies and physical, and people still come and buy them, and I will, and like uh, we still have that band a bin of CDs, so some people have them, but like specifically things like, um, and I will make this note when there's a a movie that is anticipated and the steelbook comes out, that sells out. That sells out mm-hmm. all the time. People come in looking for that. So, like, the Steelbook is special. Uh, the main thing that I was thinking, like, more of the time about, like, K-pop and all, all of these other things, what's physical media is not dead. Physical media as content delivery is dead. Physical media is no longer content delivery. You can get the content. Yeah. You can check something out a multitude of way easier ways. Physical media is merch. It's mm-hmm. merchandise. It's a keepsake. It's you don't get the physical and, and, media to check out a thing. You get it to have it. You get it to. For, and I think this special. is this is something the K-pop industry figured out a while ago that America and and like other other places scene. didn't. Yeah, you know, uh, like you said, you you point to those jewel cases above you and. You think about looking through that in a store to find your group, like like and and being that me and Petey both work in in physical retail, putting putting jewel case CDs away is just sad because you got, you got to look at it, you got to be like, all right, this this person goes under this alphabet, and then once you put it in there, it's lost, like <laughs> literally. I could put a CD away, walk away for two minutes, and then somebody could be like, hey, do you have this? And I'm like, yeah, I just put it. Over here, uh, 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 you know, Mine's but literally <laughs> when those, when like, like this literally happened the other day, some girl came in and she was like, oh, do you have like any BTS CDs? And they were in different places cause someone else put them away and they didn't care. And I could just still go grab each and every one. One because I I do know what they look like being being a fan of K-pop, but like I know the giant rectangles are yeah. K-pop CDs, yeah. I, but at the same time I know the color scheme of the BTS CDs. You know what I mean? Like one's black, one's white, one's pink, one's you know what I mean? So it's yeah. just easy to just go grab all the BTS CDs and hand them to that person so that they can look through them because it's it's just. It, it it's go, it's going to start to dominate our market as more of K-pop stuff yeah. becomes terrestrial in our market, right? Because it's shaped different, it looks different, and like and like you said, it's presented as merch. It's not presented as your first line of getting you into this group. You're already into this group. This is just to deepen yeah. that. This is yeah. because 
because you want the card that's going to come in there because you want the poster that's going to come in there because you want the picture book to show to your friends. You want all this other shit that is in there that is so like superfluous to the to this actual physical media that is in there yeah. you don't give a fuck about the cd I, I like i could literally see people buying the cd and fucking chucking it Yeet. because they're like i already have all the songs on my goddamn phone i just want this physical merch that that came with it you, you think here, here's the funny thing you think there's a single cd up here <laughs> hell no they're down here somewhere or actually they're over there in a, in a like a book in the folder because that yeah they're stored away that way this is just for show. Like this is this exists. Yeah. So like, I need something on my bookshelf because it looks nice. And like, same for the K-pop CDs too. Like, the, I I pulled this out, but if you notice, the CD isn't here because I put it away. Like, this is this is all for putting something on your bookshelf. Um, and yeah, like I, I the keepsake. Like, like I said, the steel books of like movies that people really enjoy. Like, uh, like people. I think I wish more people would embrace the idea of like pivoting that that into like no your physical media is no longer like it it, people get the physical media of something that matters to them now it's not a it it, like i have especially so for example the odd transition in wrestling I'm going to talk about wrestling again on the we we often I, I often bring up wrestling on on this podcast because I think there's a lot of analogies uh in the industry in a lot of different ways but like th- in this thing it's a me it's a medium and an industry that was stuck in a very physical media centric place way past when it should have moved to digital uh, the people were still relying as on DVDs as their uh, as their mode of uh, content delivery, which didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And 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 they would still like do like polls of like they go on poll they make polls on Twitter, <laughs> and like what do, which way do you prefer uh, getting your shows and and they're like DVDs, VODs, you know things like it's like, and then DVDs would still lose, but I would still look at that poll as like yo. Even look, of course, people are going to pick DVDs because they're your fans. They like the events; they want to have them. But then DVDs would still lose because even amongst the fans, like only a few of them are going to be like, "I want DVDs." But it, it's like the you know you, you want digital, but but if you it, there are still these events, these special events, and especially if it took your favorite event or had the best set of matches, if you had a, like, I I would think I I, I want. I would love to, if I had my own wrestling company or some company, to, like, put a little bit more love into, like, okay, if we're going to put out physical, like, DVDs or Blu-rays, put, you know, put, like, a photo book in there with, like, photos of the matches or behind-the-scenes shots or things like that. Little interviews and little things about the, the show. Uh, because, especially wrestling, it's an event. It's an event you attended or or you watched on, like, a pay-per-view or on internet pay-per-view. It's a singular moment of time because uh, they're live events. Like, for example, I own one DVD, uh, one wrestling DVD. And it's Chicago. Well, one wrestling event DVD. I also have CM Punk's Best in the World somewhere around there, Blu ray. But one wrestling DVD, which is Chikara's High Noon. Uh, and mm-hmm. that, for the wrestling fans out there, uh, Chikara Pro Wrestling is a really cool uh, kind of off offbeat fun uh sweet 
uh, promotion out of Philadelphia, uh, which I've loved for years. It existed for like almost 20 years at this point. Um, and that event in particular was the culmination of the 12 large tournament, uh, which was, you know, the, the final match of a tournament meant to pay tribute to uh, Larry Sweeney, somebody who we had lost just the year pre- previously. Uh, yeah. Kind of paying tribute to him, who was a big figure in the industry, especially the indie industry. So it was like this emotional moment and emotional landing event. So it was a big event for me in particular. Uh, so I have the DVD of it. Like, and I can always, no matter what, I can always go back to like that moment in time, that promotion. Like, you know, I have it somewhere. It's somewhere here back there. Um, <laughs> or down here, I think maybe. Uh, but yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like that, that moment you want to remember, that thing you want to keep. So um, that being said, uh moving forward uh speaking of big hit kind of making you know big moves uh min Jin joins big hit uh cbl she's a a former executive at uh sm entertainment she's like a former like brand director visual director uh that worked on like general branding concepts for groups in particular like girls generation fx red velvet um she worked on a lot of stuff with shiny she worked uh in like doing a lot of universe building for exo which is really interesting so it's going to be really interesting so she's signing off as a chief brand officer but in particular she's signing on to kind of like run one of their it looks like they're kind of big hit is expanding kind of doing a multi-label uh system and they're kind of having a, a couple. She's going to run a couple of the the, the sub labels, in particular, in with the goal of at least on one of them to spawn a new girl group, uh, which is going to be interesting. Kind of a big hit style girl group. You know, we're talking about like you know this is of course big hit being BTS's label. It's kind of seeing the yeah. expansion. Uh, it. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what Big Hit does f- in the form of a girl group. Uh, I mean, we technically have an example. Uh, if we look back before in a pre-BTS world or in, in, uh, or when they just debuted, we had Glam. <laughs> and then, you know, that kind of was before BTS became big t- BTS and could, like, carry the label. So... They they had their own struggles, so but even that I think glam does offer a little bit of insight because they had that nice like hip hop sound which is which is but also playful which is fun. I don't know. I I think I think I think this is a very interesting thing to have somebody this big right in in working with groups like that like fx like like, especially using us as as the 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 kind of fandom foundation in a sense right like like we're we're not very specific to the to the k-pop fandom we're very we're very nitpicky um but you being a big girls generation fan me and you both being big fx fans Mm -hmm. um and also me being a very a very 
big red velvet fan um to have this person who was in the background of deciding how those looked and how those played out and and being able to follow the trend you know um is very good because we've talked about the kind of like weird arc that was <laughs> bts right yeah. like it, it it started here but somehow we got here um yeah in in a, in a really good way um so to have somebody who knows how to follow those trends and knows how to set something without possibly having the oversight of an overbearing label right like we we know what the overbearing label does to people but we've seen the the way that big hit allowed um BTS to play with concepts and and try things till they got to this point. You know what I mean? Like they kind of gave them a direction at first, didn't work, rather than just blowing that up and going with something else, probably because they didn't have the funds to blow it up and go yes. with something else. Um, they allowed it to evolve. And hopefully in learning from evolution, you can create a girl group that will be allowed to evolve in evolution with somebody who already knows how to follow the trends that people will gravitate towards. Yeah. So like that in, in paper concept is sounds amazing to me to have this label that, that seems to be able to do the right things in, in growth and, and sticking with something to really see how and where it goes. Um, I, I find real, really interesting. And I think, I think this could be, if done right with, with all of these really good elements in the pot could be a very formidable girl group mm -hmm. coming out. Yeah. Depends on who they, you know, who they recruit, what kind of talents and what kind of emphasis they put on. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I, we talk about, you know, I'm, I'm, we both love FX and we both love red velvet. Uh, I love Girls' Generation. I, I literally, I could point to exactly where they are on my wall. I have Girls' Generation up here <laughs> over this door that you see behind me. I've got Luna right here next to me. As you can see, the somebody <laughs> and free somebody. I've got Red Velvet up here, which you can kind of see. Uh, and if you go back yeah. to some old episodes, Halijuku, where I did, where it was over, th over there in a different spot in my room, I used to have an FX poster that was per like permanently right behind me had the girls like over my shoulder so like these are groups that i definitely like conceptually uh and based on and and you know with not just their music direction but conceptually are ones that i've always been captivated by they've always been really solid like conceptually which is really cool and and um i'm looking forward to what they do especially with like depending on who the creative team is and who they recruit as, you know, trainees and, um, you know, <laughs> that one just caught me out of, caught me out of nowhere. Um, who they, you know, who they, they recruit as trainees and who they, you know, they debut with and what, what kind of team they build, uh, not just within the girl group, but obviously, you know, as the, the, the team around them, um, uh, and, and what they do on this. So, I'm looking forward to it. I think Big Hit, you know, are they they have a lot of room to to work with and they have a lot of leeway especially with uh uh they they have all that BTS money. <laughs> they, <can just laughs> they 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 have, you know, they 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 have a lot of leeway that they can fail a little and, yeah. and learn. Uh so they can go they can go out and get some hot free agents, man. <laughs> yep. 
free agency, you know, free agency is how you know it's like get let's get some talent out there and work for work for Cube and, and G Idol. Uh, you know, you know, worked out that way. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, moving forward, speaking of girl groups, that uh, speaking of just girl groups, um. So this is just interesting. Uh, I wanted to kind of like bring this up. IOI confirmed to return with nine members in October. This is a, an interesting kind of like IOI, which was always meant to kind of like last for a year and then go away. Uh, there's been a lot of rumblings here and there, uh, back and forth, a lot of rumors. Uh, it's like one of those like like Half Life Three things. Like it's like. Yeah, sure. You know, it's like this thing that gets brought up every once in a while. Um, that there was going to be a reunion with all or with almost all or, you know, things like that. What seemingly uh, is a com- confirmation, though there's been even some, like, uh, kind of, like, uh, confusion as to who is involved with this, this uh, reunion. Uh, there is a seeming confer- conf- confirmation from them, I guess, IOI themselves. Uh, the This is the statement. The statement is like, reads, quote, Hello, this is IOI. At our last concert, we promised to meet again. We have each been working hard in our f- own fields, always dreaming of a reunion like our fans. We have now decided that in October 2019, Kim Se-jung, uh, Choi Yu-jung, ha Kim Sohye, uh, Shu Jae-hyung, uh, Jung Chae-yeon, Kim Do-yeon, Kang Mina, and Im Na-yeong will be standing in front of you again under the name IOI. We wanted to meet the fans who have been waiting for us for, as soon as possible, although Jun So-mi and Yu Yeon-jung uh, 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 were not able to join us this time. They will be cheering us on and giving us strength from close by. We will continue to communicate by IOI's preparations and promotion schedule. Once again, we're happy to be able to give good news to the fans that have waited for us. Um, this is from a, a company called Studio Blue, which supposedly <laughs> are a subset of Mnet. Um, but people are not too sure. This seems pretty official. Uh, this is, of course, the only post on Studio Blue's uh, Instagram. So... I don't know, but if this is if it's um, definitely interesting, there there is like some weird stuff and a lot, and it's kind of talked about uh, a little bit in some other places, and and some people make mention to it in the comments on this Shumpy article, is that uh, there is a lot of talk that like there might have been some some deals because some of these girls who were in other groups that were supposed to shine and then go back to their other groups and, and then uplift those groups have not been doing so well. So maybe the reformation of IOI is a cutting of losses. You know what I mean? Like rather make money than, than continue to lose money. Yeah. Sensibility. Um, whereas IOI is going to make money. Yeah. <laughs> like IOI is going to make money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah, definitely the case for a lot of them. I would say like, and, and for at least one or two of them, uh, one of them being uh, Chung Ha, uh, this is a, a no loss opportunity to just uh, perform with her old, with her old friends and just 
have fun in between her own comebacks. Cause Chung, I would say Chung Ha doesn't need this. <laughs> she's she's doing just fine, which is almost kind of like a uh, a kind of a lesson to be learned there. Um, that being said, what is definitely interesting is the people not sh- coming, not showing up, which is uh, Yeon Jung and Somi. Now Yeon Jung. She's in Ujusonia, uh, Cosmic Girls, who are actually kind of like, uh, from everybody's observation, are kind of a little bit on the rise. They're doing, they're growing, the group is actually growing in popularity a little bit, uh, and doing a little bit better. So it's understandable how they, like, they see a good momentum there, they don't want to, like, have that let up. So, definitely her. But Jonsomi, it's a little puzzling why she would be sitting this out. Yeah. I don't know how well birthday did. Um, but I, you know, some people are saying that it didn't quite do well. I mean, it peaked, definitely peaked high. It hit number one on several real time charts, but is it selling? Well, is she, you know, like it is, is it enough? Is your solo career solid enough for you to feel like you don't need this? <laughs> like, and I don't know that it is. Like, <laughs> I mean, like Chung. Technically, Chungha's career is one that she doesn't need this, but she's agreeing to do this probably just because it's fun. <laughs> Uh, and again, they 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 all do uh, seemingly get along. But mm-hmm. again, I I've said it before. I don't want ever want to poo poo on people betting on themselves. But when somebody's very much maybe making a bad bet, <laughs> like <laughs> I I'm. I'm I don't want to be insulting. I think I think she's she's as a personality. I think a lot of what she's doing in betting on herself maybe is more on the uh, I do music because it's fun, but I'm also just a brand ambassador or a TV personality and model. And yeah. I do that more because she's doing that just fine. She's got she's she's modeling up a storm. She's doing commercials, and that's all the real stuff that actually makes real money. So I could definitely see that. I don't. I. I don't know. <laughs> what? 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 Did you have any yeah, thoughts? I, I think. I. I just think maybe it could also weirdly be a thing. Uh, a thing where maybe just that part of a deal couldn't have been settled as well. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like. You, you you have this much of the deal done and rather than waiting to get that last part of the deal done, you're just like, well, let's just go with what we got. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh at least uh Kyo Kyung or Ji Kyung uh and uh and Nayang are not jobless anymore. <laughs> uh so which is nice. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they have something to do, so that they're, they're they're that's always good. Please do them dirty, uh, and you know, if a few of the other members who are in the you know, they are able to kind of like 
the, the maybe get a little bit more clout or re, you know reignite their relevance and maybe hopefully this time we'll work up for their you know new group their their current groups well, let's see uh but yeah yeah looking forward to ioi coming back it's gonna be fun uh with some solid songs um I guess uh, yeah. I wanted to close out with it for for a couple of things, which are really nice. A couple of moments of uh, idols opening up on mental health uh, and mental illness, yeah. uh, which was really cool. And, and a couple of instances, uh, specifically Amaki Sally, uh, which I believe we've talked about before. She's a she was originally a kind of aspiring voice actor that joined this project this anime project that became a actual virtual idol group uh uh 22 7 i believe is is the name of it and she's been kind of a, a really fun personality throughout this whole thing uh and she's but very much obviously kind of pointing out to like maybe moments in her personality and herself and her life that where she's not okay and kind of Playing them as as jokes in a way, but uh, but almost like, but not not to brush them off, but like to kind of like you know kind of like just make humor out of like life, you know, kind of like humor. Was, we we've talked about this with other Making people in in a very very yeah like um kind of me you and and some of the very core group of like online friends that we have we we have had this thing for a long time where we are very self-deprecating but it's our way of healing um and to the outside looking in you you wouldn't understand it it just it just looks like the saddest fucking puddle of people talking shit to each other about about like about things that they should like have therapy and other things for. But like for us, that's how we heal. Like if we can't laugh at it, then it's really a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, like laughing at it is, is that first hurdle for some people of getting over it. Being able to joke about it is that first hurdle of being able to get over it. So yeah. that's just how some people deal. Yeah. Um, and, and she does seem to kind of have that, that, personality air to her where where she does like to be very humorous and she does like to kind of make jokes um yeah so um but then she she decided you know kind of like she opened up a little bit more about her like social anxiety anxiety disorder uh and decided kind of like to make some like hard decisions about maybe suspending some of her activities uh but not all in 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 service of managing some of that anxiety and some of that stress uh especially kind of like which it was just definitely tough because like you you know it's uh, you in any kind of idolesque scene uh it, it can be tough to be honest with that and uh and do things like cancel events for yourself uh you know, and make decisions for yourself, even if it might kind of disappoint people that you know, people that might be fans. Uh, like maybe can't like like we've seen it with people talking about it in uh, in in creator circles and streamer circles. People like 
cutting down on streams or canceling like public of you know having less public events and things like that in service of like managing their work life balance uh and stress and anxiety so it's like it's it's a it's a it's a good smart decision and i uh, i'm glad for her because uh, she's 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 a fun personality and I've, every, every time I, you know i've seen her with doing the 22 7 stuff especially like some of the videos she did in english were, were really fun and funny uh so all yeah. the best to her uh and then also this carries over to tayan opening up about uh her struggles with depression during the q a on instagram and how she was basically just straight up saying like yeah, I'm not not always as good, and like I actually have to. I'm actually actively managing all this, and uh, you know, like through treatment, and you know, like I'm. This is a thing that I live with, and and things like that, and kind of going through that, and and going into details in that, which is which is kind of like. It's nice to see them be honest and open about that. Uh, Especially in in a way that where they're talking about the struggle and talk about how they're also working on healing it <laughs> and how to be- working on themselves and bettering themselves and seeking their health, um, which yeah. is really nice. What uh, what's your impression on? I mean, this, this, like you said, this kind of tends to always happen, um, and then, and then you kind of get more and more of it as people are are willing to talk about it more publicly. Um, I do, I do like one of the things that uh, was said in this Asian Asian Junkie article is, um, I, I don't, I don't think they fully kind of expand on this, but like they, they say they wonder how this is is being interpreted by japanese fans because japanese people are very 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 much like you don't talk about those kind of things uh very very much like kind of weirdly uh has been a thing that that has been talked about recently in kind of um urban culture like especially like black and latino culture um and some asian culture you just you just don't talk about those things out loud (laughs) like you don't talk about mental health shit out loud um, because, because from a, and, and it, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably different for her being in, in Japan right now, but, um, here in America, the reason for minorities to never really talk about those things or the reason we never do is because from a very young age, especially if you come from urban cultures, you're, you're kind of taught to not show weakness. Yeah. Um, just because it, yeah. it just automatically means people will take advantage of you. Um, but we're getting to a healthier place in, in all realms that talking about, you find talking about these things is, is way more helpful than not talking about them. So hopefully in having these two people talk about these things, it opens up the ability for more people to be willing to talk about these things, um, which then opens up more healing I, you know, ideas and, and, and more ways. And, and it, it opens up fans to be, you're always going to have idiots, but I don't want to talk about them, but like he opens up fans to relate more and understand that, that you are not a robot. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah. When when you can go, oh shit, like like that person, and 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 I think it's also help, healthy for people to see people who they think has everything under control and is in a place that they want to be and thinks, Oh, that's what will cure my depression. If I, if I'm able to get to somewhere that that person is. And when that person goes, nah, nah, dog, (laughs) I'm still depressed. Yeah. You go, Oh, that's not the key to being happy. Well, well, diggity dang. (laughs) Yeah. When you realize like other people don't necessarily have it like, or like people that are older don't necessarily have it going on. Like there's a great moment in the community where, Troy, the guy, the guy who just turned twenty-one, uh, the, the being taken out for his uh, you know, non-birthdays, coincidental celebration, uh, is that realization is like, oh, older people don't are all idiots. They don't have it figured out. They're, like they don't have it any more figured out than I do. Like by watching Jeff and Britta and all their arguments and back and forth and like them realizing then they were talking like the whole plot of that show or like uh or to to like further your point you're also other point reminded me of uh a movie that i finally got around to seeing recently which is moonlight uh movie set here in miami which is really cool and uh one of the things that i noted in that movie which is a great uh great journey of like a, a, you know a young black kid's life in, in, from liberty city uh is how you know that first act when he's a kid how everyone addresses him as little man cuz mm-hmm. like little man that's just something that especially black folk say to kids you say what's up little man and and it's I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's purposeful how every character refers to him. What's up, little man? Little man? Little man? Like how even from like this kid who's been bullying the school is expected to be a little man. He's like eight or t- I don't remember how old he was. Like as a kid, uh, which is you know like it, it's always a kind of, it made me think of that, which is really cool, which is a really cool moment. So go see Moonlight. It's a good movie. Uh, but yeah, it is. Uh, it is a cool. It is a good conversation. Good honest conversation to have. So good for Amaki Sally and good for Tan, who you know we've ha- has had her journeys. Uh, because when we have these healing journeys, you can have less of the tragic endings uh, or tragic endings that almost happen, like like the one we we almost had with uh, Hada, um, recently. So, um, hopefully we can all kind of like lean on each other and help each other out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's a good place to land on for this episode of Halujuku. Kaz, what, what, what's going on? What's going on in your world? What, what, what can you tell us about? We, uh, we just recently recorded a episode of sports odds and ends where we talked about some of the, the happenings and going on in the free agency. Uh, basically if you want, if you want to break down, cause you don't want to listen to the episode, the Nets Jimmy Butler. Uh, signed. It's, the, the Jim, it's all about <laughs> Jimmy Butler. That's really the only important part. Jimmy buckets coming to Miami. It's all that matters. Um, so so PD is happy. Uh that that happened after the episode, but during the episode was talking about the Nets, uh talking about 
possibly the Pistons doing well if they if they all don't blow off their knees because they're all over thirty, yeah. uh, and the Knicks literally doing nothing and sitting on their hands. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there we go. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, Kaz. Uh, I imagine you had to hold <laughs> you had to to hold yourself to deal with all that. Uh, you yeah. being the resident Knicks fan, mm-hmm. or have you given up at this point? No, 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 no. So, so, so here, here's the thing. And this, this is the thing I preach each and every day. You stay through the bad so that the good feels better. Yes. If you, if you bandwagon and you, and you jump off the ship, as soon as, as soon as somebody mentions an iceberg, you, you fucked up. All right. Yeah. You got to stay through the bad. You got to stay through the, the fucking boat, scraping that iceberg, ripping a hole asunder, and you trying to save everyone you can along with you. And then, and then somehow, some way, the ship magically heals. Yes. And you yes. sail in good, clean ocean. Yes. <laughs> Onward. Uh, but yeah, good luck to the next. Good luck to the Heat. Well, didn't they tell you? Don't you know? Uh, but that's it for us. Uh, he's at King Kaz. Uh, I'm at Petey Rave. The show's at Halle Juku. Uh, gaykpoppodcast.com rebelli.net for this and other shows rebelli tv on youtube uh and elsewhere uh you can find us on uh, apple uh, apple Podcasts, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify uh I'm working on other places it's going to be an ongoing thing uh but subscribe subscribe like share do all the things uh give us likes give us reviews until next time. Why, I think you're crazy. Hasta los huevos. Fighting. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>